right. So welcome to my podcast, Information Technology Sharing. And since I'm learning how to record, how to be more, <laughs> I would say, relaxed and spontaneous, and I reserve this this third episode for commenting, going straight to questions. And for sure, I'm doing that because I learn in the process. That's the best way because when you study, to really make sure that you are understanding, uh, you it's a it's another step in the process of getting to know more the content and getting to know more the details and how the the question plays out in a big schema of understanding and practice. So let's go and dive into some questions over here regarding the 7074 as well. All right, so first of all, you we have here an Active Directory domain, and we have like a ser two servers, and we, are, we want to use Windows Server Backup. Yeah. And they say here that uh, they want to create a backup, uh, for example, 5 p.m. and 9, uh, and 9. So, so let's just, oh, let's put 10, 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. Well, you, you configure one of the servers to backup to a network share. And here is the key. Here is the moment that you say to yourself, okay, until now, we we didn't notice anything special to this question. It's just like Windows Server, blah, blah. But when they say that they want to backup in a network share, that's the point. And I was curious, so I, I started Googling and checking some books, and I noticed that one thing, it's it's very clear. When, when you are sending your backup to a network share, remember, network share could be an S, could be a SAS. Uh, the, the theory is clear. Like there is one limitation. You only would be able to store one backup, like one point at a time, as new backups will over overwrite the existing one. So pay attention. When, when the question explicitly uh, says network share doesn't it doesn't matter that you you you're gonna do that backup for five days for 10 days uh, like three times per per day what matters is you're gonna have one one backup okay the other server they they would say oh this other server it's we're gonna uh, locally attach that hard disk so it's gonna be a dedicated backup so now it's completely different because uh, regarding Windows Server Backup, when we have like a USB hard, hard disk uh, or a SSD, it doesn't matter. It's a physical, it's a, it's a dedicated one. You're going to have how many backups that storage uh, can retain for you. So, so just calculated how many, uh, what is the interval, and how many days and you have your correct answer boom i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know about this question and i was surprised that network share in general for windows server backup just accept one backup okay 
Next question. So I learned that today. Next question is, how can you ensure? And remember, remember people, uh, the verb, the key verb for this question is ensure. How can you ensure that you can use copy v dash VM file CMDLAT on a server to copy files from, from any server? And so the solution is, for this question, I'm not, I'm not the scenario, it's a big scenario, but the solution is uh, to ensure that you can use copy VM file uh, on server, like server 3 to, to, an, to a VM is, you start the Hyper-V guest service, interface service on VM1. Okay, and I didn't know uh, uh, like the why this was the, the best solution for a copy-vm cmdlet powershell command. So for sure I researched and I found in more than one book that when you are using Hyper-V, you are setting setting it up, the, the VM. And when you reach uh, like a level of uh, the, the guest server's interface, you have several options. And as we can see, the guest oh, guest service. Let me just pause a little bit. When I say guest, G-U-E-S-T, guest means that is you have on the stack, you have to imagine like a, uh, let's say like an onion or any kind of thing that you stack over. And you have the Hyper-V, let's say that, uh, manages the, the VMs and you have the VM so every time like a book mentions or like a, a class or somebody mentions a guest usually means it's just a VM it's, it's just a virtual machine being allocated in a in a Hyper-V or in a, in a VMware um, cluster or any kind of I would say uh, Cluster manager in ge in general. I mean, I'm just pausing because I have I have heard so many people mention about that they don't understand what is a guest. Now. But here we are talking about guest service allows the Hyper-V administrator to copy files to a running machine, running virtual machine without using a network connection. So this is very important because usually. Usually, when you are uh, creating creating a new VM from from I would say a cluster from a Hyper-V, sometimes you are not you're not you didn't finish your, or you're not even connecting that VM uh, internally as a private in a in a private switch in an internal switch in an external switch or just to the domain. But you want you want uh, you want to copy some files to that machine and look the key the key of the question. You want to ensure ensure that you are able to copy, and that machine could be running for sure. If it's power power off, how how can how can you copy? But for this case, it's the the question is assuming that the machine is running, and you are you they need to copy some files. The best way is to use, uh, to configure the guest service, the guest service on the Hyper-V guest service interface.
beforehand the uh, before this the I would say Hyper-V habilitates that uh, before they they provide that solution, that new solution. Yeah? Uh, the only way to copy files to virtual machine was for for both the virtual machine and the host to be connected to the same network, uh, and then either use use file service to copy files or to create a remote desktop session uh, via RDS session. So before that, you couldn't use you we didn't have this solution this powershell cmdlet to copy files to that running machine so remember that this is a 2016 server this is a new solution they want to reinforce that uh, that you you know what is the difference like from from what they had before that you had to to had that machine connected to the network or uh, in the same in the same domain and you have probably to install a remote desktop session or uh, kind of just creating a direct communication between those two mach machines but right now we can use the copy-vm file uh, okay the next question is uh, here is just a, just a, a, a simple comment for this the guest service interface service a startup type to disable inside the virtual machine to disable this feature in a virtual machine running Linux stop and disable the HVF copy daemon so I'm just making that comment because sometimes we can get that question also from from Microsoft and how do we disable the guest service so usually we have to to edit, we have to change some the daemon file from the guest service. Just a comment. All right. Uh, another question about QoS, the quality of service policy. And again, look, the, the, the question is, you need to um, ensure that the storage traffic of each virtual machine complies with the storage QoS policy. And I didn't know about this question too. I didn't know the correct PowerShell command to ensure the storage traffic for each machine. So I researched and I found on the Microsoft documentation uh, the, the SAT-VM hard disk drive. And the, the parameters are, you can, you can choose like QoS policy ID or just QoS policy, and that's that's clear for this question. They want a policy for QoS, and the, the correct CMDLAT for uh, establishing that policy it is set-vm hard disk drive. Okay, last question uh, here. Let me see. Now this is easy. The DNS server on the on the NAN server package. That's easy. I'm gonna go to oh something new for me as well today. So uh, another question uh, asking about how you deploy uh, the activation for a Windows Server 2000 R2. Uh, it is part of the domain. A Windows 
Windows Server 2016 is not part of the domain and a Windows Server 2016 that is part of the domain. Uh, so activation, so it, it is just asking, okay, what is the best uh, way to activate this, these machines in a, in a domain? And they have like several quantities for each each machine, the 2012 R2, 2016, 2016, some part of the domain and others not part of the domain. There is no uh, keyword over here. We are just testing if you are going to use the key management service, the OEM, the multiple activation key, or the AVMA, the automatic virtual machine activation. So I was kind of in not sure about this question because I said, okay, usually we can use the, the KMS. Uh, that's kind of easy to set it up. You, you can control like five machines per time. You can check the act activation per hour or per day. And you can, you're going to send those, those files né, to, to Microsoft. Microsoft is just going to confirm that you are buying, you have like original product on, in a valid license. But however, in the question, the key for the question is that uh, they have some servers that are not part of the domain. So when they say that, it's clear, it's not going to be a multiple activation key, OEM or key MS, because those three requires uh, those three require uh, that, uh, that you 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 have to be connected to the internet at least at some point so the best way it's the automatic virtual machine activation and and how that does work uh, AVM, AVMA uh, lets you install virtual machines on a properly activated Windows server without having to manage product keys for each individual virtual machines, even in a disconnected environment. So I got to know a new thing as well, that AV, automatic virtual machine activation, uh, uh, works in a disconnected environment. Now, to be practical by, about that, uh, you have to the, you have to prepare yourself on it, really. You, you cannot just, okay, no, I'm going to use. You have to have a documentation on how to use and how to eventually uh, establish a more robust authentication process for your domain. And the last question. Let me see over here. Something new for me as well. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Let's find the closed preparation mode. Okay, that's good. That's a question that I have seen in the Boson, in a Pearson, and at Cybery, in several places. Okay, so we have here a network load load balancing cluster. The web server, uh, the web server role, the IIS is installed on, on each node, and and the, the key point here of the question is, okay, you have a network load balancing. And some users report that when they submit web form data, sometimes the data is not stored. Look, sometimes the data is not stored and they must fill, fill in the form again. 
So what I what I'm gonna stress I'm gonna point here is we have to concentrate on what is the most important point of the question, the most uh, the main message, the main problem. And here they say, okay, some data is not stored. So something is, is not uh, being, it's not working on the load balancing. And they they give you some alternatives like modify the, ex the, ex the existing port rules, add the Microsoft load balancing failover, modify the cluster operation mode. Usually, most questions they don't put a, like a PowerShell because oh, on the PowerShell for the network load cluster, load balance cluster, you're gonna see, okay, I have a interface name, I have a cluster name, I have a cluster primary IP, I have a subnet mask, and none of these, I would say, if you change your mask, if you change your IP, if you have a, you're not gonna be able to store any data. And the key over here, it's that the key word is sometimes. So, and the last parameter for the network load balance cluster is operation mode uh, is an unicast. So you can find several like comments on several books mention that the, the best practice for to set it up the network load balance cluster is uh, not is not unicast is multicast so pay attention to that because sometimes they don't they don't put the they don't show on the question the the CMT let or show so you don't you have to know that upfront. I have seen so many questions about unicast and multicast regarding a specifically network load balancing cluster. So pay attention to that. Okay, I think it's uh, it's more than enough for today. Uh, I hope you appreciate my my comments and readings. I, I spend hours trying to find the best answer and trying to find uh, something meaningful for all of you and stay tuned and por uh, favor né? please uh, per favore uh, give me your feedback okay uh, stay stay well bye bye